Hi, I'm Dan Krinas, host of the Leader of Learning podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. The elements very much remind me of an abusive relationship, Mm -hmm. the gaslighting and the mistreatment and the martyrdom and the sacrifices and everything. Uh, It's not healthy. It's not sustainable. And, um, and I feel a little rebellious saying those things and I, I'm not complaining. I'm trying to uh, speak up and help teachers and save teachers. Because again, I think it's the most important job I can think of. Hey there, I'm Amber Harper, former burned out teacher turned teacher burnout coach, dedicated to helping other teachers like you to grow through your burnout and take your next best steps toward what you want from your career in education and in life. After an embarrassing emotional breakdown in front of my teacher besties, I knew something needed to change and that something was me. I decided that I wasn't going to settle for burnout as my sentence as a teacher, mom, wife, or friend. And I knew it was going to take way more than practicing conventional self-care to make the progress I wanted to make. No amount of manicures, bottles of wine, or bubble baths was going to save this girl. Fast forward a few years later, and I've used everything I've learned about teacher burnout and personal development to write a book, build a course, and lead a community of burned-in teachers who refuse to settle for a life of burnout as their forever reality. I've used my burnout as an opportunity to become an active participant in my life, in the classroom and here on the mic, using all that I've learned to teach kids and serve teachers. And you can do the same. The Burned In Teacher podcast is one part burnout and all other parts action, inspiration, and support to help you grow through your burnout and live a happier, more fulfilled career and life. So take a deep breath, my friend, because you're about to take your next best step to becoming a burned in teacher. Now let's get started. Well, hello there, Burned In Teachers. Welcome to episode 116 of the Burned In Teacher podcast. This is one part burnout and all other parts action, inspiration, and support for teachers dealing with burnout. I am your host, Amber Harper, kindergarten teacher and teacher burnout coach. I'm so excited that you're here today. If this is your first time with us, thank you so much for trying out the Burned In Teacher podcast. I know that today's episode that you're listening to is not going to disappoint. I get to share with you my interview with my good friend, Dan Tricarico. He is the Zen teacher, and he's going to share with us his experience with burnout, which is typically what I have people come on here to talk about as, you know, it is the Burned In Teacher Podcast. We talk about burnout and then we talk about how it is that people move and grow through these experiences and what it is that they do about it so they can live a happier and more fulfilled career and life. And I feel like this is a really great episode to piggyback off of last week's episode because I talked about my top reasons for feeling so grateful to be back in the classroom after taking three years outside of the classroom to work on Burned In Teacher full time. And in that episode, I shared 
quite a bit of that episode was actually dedicated not to just my top reasons for fe- for feeling that gratitude to be back in the classroom with kids and back into a school with teachers. You know, those are totally my people, right? Students and teachers. So I get to be around them all day. But I actually spent a lot of time during episode 115 talking about drawing a line in the sand and making a decision on if you're listening to this podcast, whether you're going to listen and lurk or if you're going to listen and live and live this truth and begin to make gradual changes in your life that are going to uh, yield some different results that maybe you've never seen before. And, And I stand by everything that I said in last week's episode that if you truly want things to be different in your life this year in 2021, into the 2022 school year, you have to do things differently. And, you know, a couple of friends and I, we were talking about how many teachers we are seeing announce that they are leaving the classroom or not returning to the classroom this school year. And they're drawing a line in the sand too, and and that's okay. They're making the the best decision for them. And that's what Burn-In Teacher is all about. It's not about keeping you in. It's not about keep getting you out. It's about you making a proactive decision, setting a goal and moving toward it, whatever that is for you, whether you want to love teaching again or you actually want to make your transition out of education altogether or if you want to transition into a different role, whether that be a different grade level or a different title in your school or a different district. It's to help you to process what it is that you're feeling and to help you to feel empowered to make your next best step. So if you have not already, I really do encourage you to take the teacher burnout quiz. Go to burnedinteacher.com slash burnout quiz. It's totally free. It's six questions. Takes you less than three minutes to take. And when you take that quiz, and if you've not taken it for a while, I really encourage you to take it because I really enhance the emails that you get and I help to guide you through those first few steps that you can take and the things that you can think about in order to take your next best steps. And my friend Dan, in the episode I'm going to share with you, or in the interview rather, that I'm going to share with you here in a moment, is only going to add on to your tools in your tool belt to help to validate you and the challenges that you may be facing already here in September. Maybe you're getting ready to start a new school year after Labor Day. This episode is airing on Labor Day of 2021 uh, here in the United States. Or if you've already been in school for a few weeks like myself and you're already starting to feel those feelings creep back in. I know what it's like. The first couple weeks you're in that honeymoon period and then the stress and the overwhelm and all of the tasks start piling up. So I know this is going to be a great episode for all of you, whether you're burned and unbalanced, burned and over it, or burned and bored, or maybe you're not quite burned out but something is off. I know you're going to find something from this episode, from this interview, um, that will help you to make even small changes toward changing your mindset, maybe changing a habit or two, or changing how it is that you're spending your time so that you can become a Zen teacher or and or a burned-in teacher. So let me know if you have any questions at all. I would love to hear from you or see you on social media. Please tag me in any posts or takeaways of this episode um, at burned-in teacher and at Zen teacher, uh, and we would love to hear from you. All right, everybody, without further ado, here's my interview with Dan Tricarico, aka the Zen teacher. Burn on. Well, hey there, Dan. I'm so glad Hello. you're here. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. This has been uh, a long time coming, but I'm glad we made it work. <laughs> 
yeah, you and I were scheduled to have this interview over a year ago, which has yes. happened with, with several people that I've been interviewing. <laughs> I'm like, well, better late than never, better a year and a half than, than never. But I'm, I'm just so grateful that you're here with us today. Thank you. You know, I listened to you talk. I couldn't even tell you whose podcast it was mm-hmm. around the time that I started Burned In Teacher. Mm. And, um, so this would have been back in 2015, 2016, when I was really starting to get into my own personal development journey, um, and really seeking out these different voices of inspiration that I needed Mm -hmm. so desperately in my life. And so this is a bit of a dream come true to you and I have been chatting back and forth for a couple of years now, back and forth on Instagram or email or whatnot. And I'm just so honored to share this space with you. Why don't in, well, thank you in the slight, slightest chance that people don't know who Dan Tricarco (laughs) is of the Zen teacher. I'm, I'm, I'm making the assumption that some of the, most of the listeners know who you are, but will you kind of take us through what it is that you do now, how you you know, how long have you been teaching and when did Zen teacher appear in your life and show up and, and what do you, what do you do to support educators as well? Sure. You know, and you're very kind to assume that, uh, people know, who I am, but maybe some, you know, hopefully, uh, and, and it's, and it's great when people don't know who I am, cause then hopefully they get something out of it, you know? Wow. Um, and my journey started almost uh, the same time, um, maybe a little bit earlier than yours, because I remember in, in 2014, 2015, also wishing I could find one of those voices and I, I really couldn't. And so just decided to kind of be that voice for myself. And I was, um, I, I've been teaching for 30 years now and i um, I have loved every minute of it. I love the teaching profession. I can't think of any better way to spend my time on this planet. Um, just got home moments ago from the summer school class that I'm teaching for the first time since the, you know, um, teaching from home for a year and a half. I mean, the world has just been crazy, as you know. And uh, I just kind of was almost giddy about getting to make those connections with the students again, you know. But unfortunately, the um, the teaching is great, but the teaching profession not so much. <laughs> you know, the um, the profession is is uh, the word I use a lot is is broken. You mm. know, and you and many other and, educators. <laughs> yeah, that, you yeah, know, and again, it's, the, the the reason I love uh, doing things like this is because you feel like you're the only one who feels that way, mm. and you're not. Mm-hmm. And, um, and in 2014, 2015, I was heading into massive burnout, like a head in my hands kind of experience. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what am I going to do? I, you know, I had uh, a family, a mortgage. I'm like, I got to make it 10 years to get to retirement. I didn't know how I was going to do it, Amber. And um, so I remembered back to when I was a drama major and an actor and how the acting teachers talked about mindfulness and being in the moment and um, breathing exercises. And they talked about something they called a relaxed preparedness, which meant you were, as a performer, you were calm, but you were ready to go. You were relaxed, but ready to perform. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, that's what teachers need. So I I started a blog called the Zen Teacher. And um, just really as reminders for me, and then, um, you know, because we live in the world we live in, I started pushing the blog posts out on Twitter and teachers started responding. And then I was fortunate enough to get the blog turned into a book. And um, then I just started um, doing workshops uh, literally around the country. 
to talk to teachers about how they could take better care of themselves and that, and that it was okay to take care of yourself. I mean, that was a, a, a revelatory idea to me yeah. and, and to many teachers. I mean, we're, it's kind of baked into our profession to be martyrs mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and which is a narrative that needs to stop like yesterday. And yeah. that's one of the things I like to talk about is how that that's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I liked, you know, putting my, my palm against my forehead and acting like, oh, you know, woe is me, look at how hard I have to work. And I'm a teacher, isn't that noble and wonderful? But then, you know, you have to have enough for yourself and for your family. And it seems counterintuitive, but if you're, if you're not taking care of yourself, you can't take care of anybody else and give to those other people in your life that need you and want you. Yeah. So, you know, I just wanted to be that little voice in teacher's ears saying it's okay if you do this, it's okay. If you take care of yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's so sorely, it was so sorely needed way mm-hmm. before 2015, obviously. I mean, teacher burnout has, is not a new concept. It's certainly more right. magnified now. Um, but I I'm so glad that you, that you turned your burnout into an opportunity to help others. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I'm all about is burnout yeah, as an opportunity yeah. <laughs> So yeah, to get burned in, to get burned in. Exactly. <laughs> so so help us understand. So you're still teaching today, not maybe literally today. Oh, so you, oh, literally today. That <laughs> yeah. is true. You did, you, did, you did your summer school. Yes. So tell us what you teach. Uh, I teach English um, in San Diego, California. And I, I've not only been at the same school for 30 years, I've been in the same classroom for 30 years, which is unheard of. Who and does that anymore? No, I know it's nuts, <laughs> but I got very lucky. I, I got a school that I absolutely loved and it's oh, changed over the years, of course. Sure. But, um, you know, I, I, and that's the funny thing about teaching is you, you go in at one level and 30 years later, you come out at the same level. There's no ladder. There's no corporate mm. ladder to climb with teaching. You're, you're just always a teacher, which is fine. But, um, but yeah, it just made it. So I just never really needed to go anywhere or move anywhere. And the other thing I'm really proud of, I have to say is um, I was so young that they were just building the school when I got hired and they built that building and they put me in that room. And I'm the only teacher who's ever taught in that room. So wow. that's also pretty cool. That's that going to end in about four years when I retire. Though. So you are going to reti- retire in four years. Yeah. And the beautiful yeah, thing, exciting. Amber, is I know now that I'm going to make it. Yeah. And, and yes. I, in 2015, I did not know that. <laughs> I have to ask you sure. a question. So you mm-hmm. just said, you just said for, there's no way to climb the corporate, corporate ladder in mm-hmm. education. You start as a teacher, you end as a teacher. That's not true for all teachers. You know, they start mm-hmm. as a teacher and then they move, you know, to different positions in education. Have you ever had, have you ever had the desire to, to quote unquote, move up that corporate ladder of education, like become an administrator in, in some capacity? Desire is a strong word. Um, <laughs> I, I think, you know, what I'll tell you is I have my, edu- my master's in educational administration, mm-hmm. because what happens is you get married and you have kids and you go, oh, this ain't going to cut it. Yeah, <laughs> especially know? in San Diego, maybe. Especially in San Diego. <laughs> and so, you know, talking um, uh, with my then wife about what are we going to do? How are we going to increase this income? I, I thought, well, okay, at that point, being a young teacher, I thought the only way I know how to do that is to go into administration. So I got the master's, took a couple years, and I, I got just close enough to administration to realize that that's never what I want to do in my entire life ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's great for people who want to do it. And I'm so glad there are people who want to do it so that I don't have to. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but it, was, it wasn't for me. And so I, you know, what's funny is, um, you know, in 2008, when everything tanked economically and there was the big crash, 
I lost a lot of other, I was doing other things at my school that were like equivalent to teaching. Um, uh, being, um, there were different programs that I was involved in that I got stipends for. And we had something called six fifths where you taught an extra class. And they, they, it was so funny because they were like, don't let this become part of your budget because you know it can go away. Mm-hmm. And I had the six fifths contract for a decade. And, yeah. and, that, and then they took it away in 2008. Oh. And I'm like, yeah. what? what am I supposed to do now? And so I put out my shingle and I started private tutoring thinking I was so naive thinking like, Oh, that'll work. And it, and it kind of did because the timing was such that parents knew kids weren't always getting the attention they needed in classes of 38 and 40. And, you know, so I was doing all these other things that kind of matched the administrator's pay scale, Mm. but, um, but I didn't have to, you know, uh, chaperone the dance or be at the game until 11 o'clock at night or, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, all those kinds of things, Mm -hmm. you know, and then I started the Zen teacher stuff and, and that's been fun and, and has brought in some income as well. So yeah, um, much, much better path. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And you get to, you kind of, you get the best of both worlds, which is something I'm really excited about with, with being, going back into the classroom uh, this Mm -hmm. coming fall is I get the best of both worlds. I get to work with kids and Mm -hmm. be in the same building as my people, both the students and my teach and my teacher friends. It's magic. It's wonderful. Oh my gosh. I cannot wait. And then I get to be the CEO of a business that is of another, of the same, obviously, you know, inside of education, but of service to teachers and I get to share this journey. And I think that's something that is so powerful with you is that you've been able to, you've been actually an inspiration as I've made these decisions, (laughs) whether or not going back to the classroom. Yeah. Well, it's true. And I mean, this is why I'm so grateful to have this amazing circle of inspiring what, what I call builder uppers in my life mm-hmm. that I can look to and say, I know that I can come to Dan if I have mm-hmm. a question about how to make this work because of course he's, he's done it and he's a positive, uh, he, he's having positive impact on students and on, on educators too. And if Dan can do it, I can do it too. It might look a little <laughs> different, you know? Uh, yes. so yeah, I mean that it's just, you really have to find what works for you. And I, mm-hmm. I knew I did not get a master's in administration. I have a master's in education, knowing that administration was just not going to be for me. Mm-hmm. And, and bless my husband's heart. He's, he's a good one. He's, <laughs> <laughs> and he was in middle school administration for a while, while where he did have to go to the games and things like that. And now mm-hmm. he's really, he's glad to be in the elementary setting now as well. So, well, I feel for them because they're really stuck in the middle. Yeah. Because they have to deal with teachers, but then they also have to and, and try to appease them on the, what the mm-hmm. teachers need, but also, um, you know, are, you know, have mandates and obligations from district and state sure. and, and choreographing that and navigating that is, is just ridiculous, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and the, the paperwork like alone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of push and pull back and forth. Oh, the paperwork, totally. the paperwork. Yes, for sure. Totally. So are you doing any work? Um, are you still doing any work with Zen teacher? Are you doing virtual? Anything? Yeah, I've, I've done um, and during the pandemic, I had several virtual workshops that I did for schools around the country. And um, uh, we're just kind of, I don't know when this is going to air, but we, we seem to be emerging out of all of this madness and mm-hmm. chaos. Um, so I'm thrilled about that. But you know, here, here's the other thing. I mean, when, when the pandemic hit and my school stopped March 13th, Friday the 13th, of course, um, and, and they said, okay, you're going home, you know, no fanfare, no closure, no goodbyes. It's just like, you're done. Uh, you know, we'll, we don't know when we're going to come back. Um, I thought, oh, I have a little obligation here, given my platform mm-hmm. to step up and, and, and uh, hold space mm-hmm. with these teachers. 
And so we left on the 13th. On the 14th, I opened um, a, uh, a Facebook pop-up group. Mm-hmm. And uh, by Wednesday, over 500 teachers were in it. And I thought, oh my, okay, so there's this, there's a need. And um, they tease me now because I said, oh, we'll have, it's a pop-up group. We'll have it open for a couple months, you know, until just to, to navigate this craziness. And it's, it's been almost a year and a half and people are still active in it. And it's, it's kind of, kind of nutty. And I'll tell you something, uh, a little secret is we, we left on March 13th and I actually had a, um, something like this. It was a radio interview that I was going to do on that Sunday. And it, you had to have a quiet space. And we had, at the time we had four or five dogs and it was not quiet at home. So I was just going to go back and you had to have a landline and mm-hmm. we didn't have a landline. And I had to, I, I thought, well, I'm just going to sneak back into my classroom Sunday night and do it from there. Cause there's a, there's a phone in my office. And then Friday, everybody goes home and there's a global pandemic. Oh and so I had to God. kind of sneak back in anyway. And I did the, the radio interview. And then when I left my classroom, I was like, don't know when I'll see you again. Yeah. And it was over a year. Yeah. And are you, were you back or were you virtual all year this year? I was virtual for, I would say, uh, 85% of it. What happens because this is just the, the structure and the process is I ran out of leave time. Mm-hmm. And even though I wasn't a hundred percent comfortable going back, um, they were like, well, you got to come back <laughs> because, you know, there was some federal leave time, which I was very grateful for that, that, you know, teachers were given. And then I used my personal leave time and I left a couple days on the books because, you know, you don't want to go total, total yeah. zero because there might be emergencies and stuff. Sure. But, uh, but I, you know, um, yeah, I went back, there were five weeks left and I thought, well, that's kind of silly to go back for five weeks, but I will tell you that. I, I'm all about the relationships and the connections mm-hmm. with the students. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have that the whole year I was teaching from home and the, I was telling somebody, I was almost giddy with mm-hmm. getting to see them again and have those connections. Mm-hmm. And it, it was wonderful. And I had really, really missed it. Oh, well, I'm really glad for you that you got to go back and, and Thank make you. those connections again. Yes. Yes. Good for you. So did you kind of already share with us your burnout story, uh, you know, a little bit then teacher, but can you give us maybe some more details or a, yeah. of a different, um, a different experience with burnout and how you kind of, how you, how you made your way through it? Yeah, well, here's, here's a story I've told a few times, but I think it really encapsulates what I was going through and, and my reaction to things mm-hmm. is I remember during, you know, again, about 2014, uh, being, you know, sitting at my desk with my head in my hands, talking to the vice principal who was sitting on the opposite side of the desk from me. Mm-hmm. And she was a lovely lady. And, and I, I really liked her. Um, but at one point she leaned over and, and she said, well, what's wrong? And I said, well, I'm just so stressed out. And she said, well, you know, we have an EAP program, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, first of all, like I was married to a therapist, uh, my joke is I've had more ther- therapists in my life than girlfriends. I'm sure there's no connection. Um, I think I call therapy the emotional gym. I have no problem with therapy. I think everybody needs therapy. But but what infuriated me was the idea that because I was stressed out at what was happening, that I was the one who was broken mm. and that nobody was looking at the system and how the system was abusing teachers. And I I look back now and I say, and I don't think I'm overstating this, and I I mean no disrespect to other people, individuals who have gone through these types of situations, but the the elements 
very much remind me of an abusive relationship, Mm -hmm. the gaslighting and the mistreatment and the martyrdom and the sacrifices and everything. Uh, It's not healthy. It's not sustainable. And, um, and I feel a little rebellious saying those things and I, I'm not complaining. I'm trying to uh, speak up and help teachers and save teachers. Because again, I think it's the most important job I can think of. Mm -hmm. So I I was just at that, that, you know, uh, uh, head in the hands moment and they were telling me to get help. Mm -hmm. And so where, where that made sense to me was I, I, I knew that I didn't have the bandwidth or the knowledge or the skill set to really change the system, but I knew I could change me. Right. And so I remembered those techniques from the acting classes. And I started because, you know, as an English teacher, I know that one of the ways that you process thoughts is you write about them, you journal, you know, in this case, blogging, which was like my journal, you know, I just was journaling in front of the world, you know, and and everybody got to, Yeah. yeah. And they get to see it and maybe, and maybe people will benefit, you know, Mm -hmm. from what they see you go through. And so I talked about things like meditation and I talked about things like um, we, before we went on air, we were talking about the idea of permission, which I think is super important. Mm -hmm. Teachers have a hard time giving themselves permission to, to take care of themselves. They think, oh, I can't do that. Or I don't have time or, you know, Mm -hmm. other people aren't doing that. Well, you need to give yourself what you need and it needs to be okay. And that starts with permission. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you're speaking my language right now. (laughs) And here's the thing is I think, you know, we can't, we can't talk about really working on yourself without Mm -hmm. acknowledging that the fact that you can work on yourself and develop yourself and become a stronger version of yourself and learn how to advocate for yourself. And, and that's kind of where I, where I start with is that when you're dealing with burnout, when you're feeling burned out, you have to think about the two possible things that need to change, mm-hmm. if not one, both of them. But I mm-hmm. always encourage people to start with themselves first, mm-hmm. because if you have bad habits, such as the way that you talk to yourself, the, mm-hmm. the way that you treat your, your mind and your body, you know, the way that you talk, you know, there, there is a, there is a chance that you could be part of the problem. And it, sure. it, it hurts to say that. Cause I don't no. want to, Again, you like you don't want to offend people, but I mean that's your job as kind of a coach is to get you yes. to kind of look inwardly and say, okay, the tough love. Am I attributing to this in any way? And I know, I know in my story, I certainly was contributing to the problem. Absolutely, mm-hmm. was I meaning to? Absolutely not. <laughs> but I, but I was. And the other thing that has to change is your environment. But if you don't, mm-hmm. if you don't learn how to check yourself first and see how you can grow through this, and then think about how, whether or not this is the right environment for you, because you're not going to typically change the environment. You're right. not. Mm-hmm. And you certainly can't change other people that don't want to change. No. But if you don't work on yourself first and you take those bad habits and those negative beliefs and that those self-defeating victimized thoughts and beliefs and the way you talk mm-hmm. to another work environment, it's going to be much of the same because teaching is not the only profession where there's burnout involved and over-expectation. No. And, um, and bad leadership in a lot of cases. Exactly. So, and and for some people, it's a great move to, to move into another environment. It could be for me, it was a different grade level at one point. Um, Mm -hmm. it was a different district or a different school building, um, for everybody, the situation is different. So I always say on this podcast, you can be completely honest. There's no judgment about anything. We're sharing our own experiences and our own opinions with our own, Mm -hmm. you know, in our own lives. So 
I'm so glad that you brought that up because it's, it's so true. And, and you shouldn't stay in an abusive relationship, whether it is literally an no. abusive relationship with some <laughs> other person, right. or if it's an abusive relationship in a building or in a grade level or in a profession yes. that you've just not been able to find and navigate your way through in a healthy way. Completely true. hundred percent. So what is it that you teach in your workshop? Can you tell us a couple of things that, that mm-hmm. you teach um, that the listeners of the Burn and Teacher podcast could benefit from, especially when going back into the classroom in the fall? Yeah. I, well, the first thing is permission. Give yourself yeah. permission to take care of yourself. Um, the other thing, um, there are several things I talk about. I have a five-step, um, I know you have a process too, and, mm-hmm. uh, and I love that. And I think anytime people can follow a step-by-step kind of process, it helps them, especially when they're trying to work on themselves. So I think it's awesome that you've created that. Um, I talk uh, about a couple of different things. And one that's coming to mind is the idea of pamper triggers is what I call them. And um, pampered triggers, pamper triggers. Yeah. They're okay. um, in, in the, I think it was around 2017 or 18, somewhere in there. Uh, the idea of being triggered became very, you know, uh, trendy to say, yeah. Oh, I'm triggered. <laughs> And it had a negative connotation. And I said, well, I'm going to hijack that word and I'm going to make it a positive connotation. So pamper triggers are the things that make you feel comforted, soothed, and taken care of. Mm -hmm. And we all have them and they're all different. Like Mm -hmm. mine are, I love slippers. Mm -hmm. Slippers just make me feel like I'm just, you know, all bundled up and cuddly and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Probably, I'm sorry if that was TMI for your listeners. No, I love it. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, I love hot buttered popcorn because I have memories of sitting around watching, you know, Starsky and Hutch and Charlie's angels with my family in the seventies, um, eating the popcorn. So it's whatever makes you feel comforted, you know, and the question is, what are they? That's what you should be asking yourself. And then how can I spend more time with them? Mm. And, and, uh, you know, what you talked about, uh, um, but we didn't really put a name on it is this idea of self-awareness is huge. Just the idea of you have to know yourself, you have to know the triggers, you have to know the things you like, you have to know wh- what you need, you have to know your desires and what you want before you can pursue it. If you're just going around throwing up your hands going, I don't know, you're not, you're just going to end up where you end up, you know, you just, and, you just touched on something so big because that's yeah. in my experience, when I asked teachers, what would you do with more time? If you had it, if you are at a, a stage zero, totally mm-hmm. burned out state. You're just like, I don't know. It doesn't matter anyway. Well, they can't even conceive of it. You can't even No, yeah. And this is why it's so toxic to put a group of teachers that you don't know what they like. They don't even know what they like and saying, <laughs> we're going to learn how to meditate today, or we're going to do some yoga together. Yeah. That's it's. I would know. be at the bad table of teachers making yeah. fun of the presenter, you exactly. know, if it were me. Yeah, exactly. totally. I, they're not ready for that. it so, yet. They're not at that point. No, And here's. Here's one thing I talk about when you say, what do you tell teachers? This is one of the things I say is um, uh, I have a blog post called just one thing. Mm-hmm. And what it concerns is if you're feeling stressed out, if you're feeling overwhelmed and burned out, look at your calendar and take off just one thing, mm-hmm. not five things or 12 things or 50 things, just one thing. The book club that you've been a member of for three years that you don't want to be a member of anymore, but it's just habit. It's just routine. It's every Thursday night. You just go because you don't want to disappoint your friends, tell them I'm done. Yeah. I've had enough. It's okay. Or the church committee, you know, I promise God will be okay. If you <laughs> don't bring the casserole to the church committee or whatever, you know, um, it's going to be okay. And then what happens is you open up that little 
bit of space on your calendar. And I always say the magical part about that is you have two options. You can fill, fill it with something that renews and fulfills you and recharges you. Or, and this is my favorite part, and it's the magic part, you can fill it with absolutely nothing mm-hmm. and let life go how it goes and maybe decide to take a longer bath or maybe decide to take a walk or maybe you know binge that Netflix um, series you've been wanting to watch or whatever. But if you take that thing off the calendar, people assume that like, this is like going to be some serious tough love for the listeners, but people assume that the calendar existed on its own, Uh but no, you filled in every single one of those boxes and you can unfill them in. And to build off of that, when you look at a calendar, you know, if you don't block out the time for the things that matter most to most to you. And you don't know how to say no other people and other things oh, are happy to totally. fill that space. Yeah. They will fill every last box on your calendar mm-hmm. unless you put up the hand and say, no, this is my boundary. Yeah, and yeah. as you said, just say no. And I love, I'm a big fan of the writer Anne Lamott. And she said, uh, no is a complete sentence. Mm-hmm. And I love that. You don't have to qualify. You don't have to explain. You don't have to lie. You know, you don't have to say no, but mm. you just, you know, I, and no I give because. people scripts or, or because exactly. I, I say, here's a script for you. I appreciate you thinking of me, but I'm not able to do that right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all you have to say. It's right. hard. It takes practice. Yeah. But then, then you've, you've bought back some of your life. Uh, and, and I've always said in this life, you get, you can have time or money, very rare to get both. Right. But you can always get more money. Time is finite. <laughs> Time is much more valuable. I said the same thing. Absolutely. There are two of our most valuable resources, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and knowing and acknowledging that money is a very valuable resource does not make you a money monger. Like it's just the fact that you need money in order to, in order to buy food and and clothe your family and keep a roof over your head. Right. It's a very important resource, but you can always make more of it. And I always say, you know, have you ever seen breaking bad? I mean, we really can make more money. That's right. It's so funny. (laughs) No, that's hilarious because I, you know, I'd heard about that show for forever. Mm -hmm. And then um, uh, after I moved here, that was one of the first shows that I binged like all the way through. And I was just laughing the whole way going, man, I totally get this. (laughs) Luckily you and I have found other forms. Yes. We found other ways to do it. We found other ways to do it. Yeah, but but you know, I, I could, I could on some level, <laughs> I could relate. I don't think he made good choices, but I got, I got the, the impetus. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I would love it. If you could send me the link to that blog post, I would love the, just oh, yeah. I would love to share that in the show notes here. Mm-hmm. And then of course we would love to share the Zen teacher book. Can you just give us a little insight on what that book helps teachers to do what it's all about? Um, so they know if that's sure. a book for them in 2021. Probably the best way to do this is to say that there's also a book called Sanctuaries, Self-Care Secrets for Stressed Out Teachers. So there's two. I think of them as companion books. I always say if the Zen teacher reminds you that you need to take care of yourself, Sanctuary shows you how. Because uh, Zen teacher uh, has strategies, has approaches, um, but it's more like a, a reminder. You know, hey, you really need to take care of yourself. Sanctuaries is more interactive. It's like a book. There's more places to journal, answer questions, activities. Zen teacher has activities too, but um, you know, like, you know, and I, I think I thought teachers would not like, you know, quote unquote homework, but people tell me that the assignments at the end of the chapter are their favorite part. And I'm like, you really are a teacher, aren't you? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
but they, but yeah, both of the books have that. And um, so it, it really is just saying, you know, um, like, like we've just been talking about the, the current moment is all we have and you get to choose what it looks like and choose something that renews you and doesn't deplete you. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. I'm, I'm so grateful that you were here to share this, share this message. <laughs> this episode is going to Me air the beginning of the school year, uh, oh, in perfect. September. And, and this is something to really keep at the forefront, um, mm-hmm. when considering how important your wellness is and what it is, what you can do sure. to control uh, control your, your own feelings and, and mm-hmm. your feeling of overwhelm, um, or stress, whatever, whatever the year is to bring. Yeah. And, and let me say something, since you say that, I think this is really important and I'm dealing with it in summer school right now is if you're a teacher, you've been through like the craziest year I can imagine. And, and the craziest school year, my 30 year career I've ever been through. So when you go back in the fall, if you're listening to this right before the school year, make sure that you give yourself some grace and some time for adjustment. You're reintegrating. It's going to take some time. It's not going to go perfectly and that's okay. Um, You've been through a lot and the students have been through a lot and the administrators have been through a lot because we're all human beings. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so just be kind to yourself about the reintegration. That's, that's my lesson for today. (laughs) It's a perfect way to end our time together today. So can you quickly let people know how they can find you and learn more about you? Sure. Um, I'm at thezenteacher.com. Um, and, uh, and, and I always say, you know, it's funny in 2014, when I started this, uh, thezenteacher.com was available as a domain name. And I'm like, how in the world did that happen? That, you know, it's like the universe saying I'm supposed to do this. Yeah. It's like a big green light. But uh, so there's the zenteacher.com on Twitter. I'm at the Zen teacher. I've been uh, goofing around with Instagram, just at Zen teacher. I guess the Zen teacher was taken there. Okay. Um, and um, oh, and if you don't mind me saying, I also have a podcast called the Zen Professional Moment um, and, and super short episodes. Um, the solo ones are uh, four or five minutes, just one tool, one strategy, one suggestion, one tip. And then the guest episodes um, are... I call them three questions with, and I only ask three questions because people are busy and Tim Ferriss does like two hour. I love, I love his stuff because it does like two hour podcasts. I'm like, ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah. Yeah. So does Joe Rogan. He's doing like yeah. four hour podcasts. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> must be nice to have that kind of time. When you're <laughs> That's what you get to do when you're one of the first, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much. I know that people, if they aren't already connected with you, either on social or, you know, following you and your website and, and your podcast, that they're really going to find a lot of value and, and support from you. All right. Before thank we you. sign off, mm-hmm. when I, I started bringing this back with Jake Miller, and then I've forgotten, <laughs> I've gotten out of the habit, but I used to do the lightning round of this or that with my, oh, okay. uh, with people that I bring into the podcast, I'm going to bring it back because it's fun. And now the Zen teacher is totally stressed out, but okay. <laughs> It's just, it's really light just to kind of have some fun. Cause we do get so sure. serious and talk about such serious oh. topics here. Okay. Great idea. Ready? I'm ready. All right. Call or text. Text. Text me. Too. I'm an introvert. Yeah. Total introvert. <laughs> it's funny, but I'm an extrovert, but it's like, I just want to quickly tell you this. And then you tell me yes or no. Like, just want to quickly ask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I look at, I, Oh, sorry. Go oh, ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, you're fine. Go ahead. I just was going to say when, when my phone rings, I look at the, the ring and I go, why aren't you texting me? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Facebook or Twitter? Uh, Facebook. 
Facebook. Yeah. I, is it because yeah. of your group? Do you think, or uh, that's part of it. And it's just, I've been there longer. Um, mm. Twitter is, is where the magic happens for the Zen teacher, mm-hmm. but personally it's Facebook. Yeah. Good. Good. While you're walking music or podcasts, music, classic rock. Oh yeah. Nice. Totally. All right. And then since, especially you live in San Diego, this is a good one. Swimming or sunbathing. Oh, uh, uh, neither. I think it's against the law in San Diego for me to have my shirt off in public. (laughs) So I don't, I don't do either one of those, but, um, uh, but what I, I do there, I always say there, there are two beautiful places in San Diego that I love to go, which uh, one is Balboa park and the other one's called seaport village. And they are the most peaceful places on earth to me. And I spend as much time there as possible. They are definitely in terms of location, uh, my massive pamper trigger. Mm, I've been to Balboa park before. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. My family and I love San Diego. We love Coronado. It's, Mm. It's a gorgeous place to be. You're so lucky to live there. I feel very fortunate. I try never to take it for granted. Yeah, that's great. And that's something else we could have a whole other episode about, right? <laughs> yeah, because that's also why I have like three jobs. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Every place yeah. has its pros and cons. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Dan. I really appreciate your time and your wisdom. Thank you. I had a blast. All right, everybody, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned in teacher. Burn on. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head over to burnedinteacher.com where you can access the entire vault of Burned In Teacher podcast episodes and more information about ways I want to help you go from burned out teacher to burned in human. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you would head over to iTunes and leave a review and a rating about the Burned In Teacher podcast. Until next time, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned in teacher. Burn on.